possibility for each other today, for ourselves and others today. And um, possibility comes out of chaos, comes out of nothing, comes out of the unpredictable or the unexpected. And we, so we, we're actually inviting the unexpected and chaos into this environment a little bit. So just be aware of that. So if, if you're like, if you're experiencing confusion, drop a little bit further and get in touch with the anger that's creating that, that's the source of that, and let the anger allow you to make distinctions to um, create possibility for yourself and others, create clarity and create possibility for yourself and others. So allow the anger to make the distinctions that create the clarity for yourself and others. There are two chambers that we'll be working in, and actually there's a third chamber. Um, the first chamber is the room that we're in now, which is the, the biggest and um, whatever, most dynamic kind of chamber, which is the place of possibility. It's actually the possibility room. Um, project um, development room. This is the project development room. Um, in the next room over there where you see through the sliding glass doors is a project implementation room. So that's the do-it room. That's where we like make it happen. And then there's a, a little chamber off to the side there, which is if you get to the point where you have to lay down and sleep for 10 minutes, then that's where you can do that. Um, I, I don't have the quote, but there's a, um, a quote about, it's a short story I want to tell you about um, a Gurdjieff project, a Gurdjieff study group project that happened in Vermont or Maine or someplace over there in the east, northeast. Uh, the project was a six-month project. It was given to ten people. And there was a piece of land. And on that land, they were to build a house. So this house was to be built by them alone. They could not hire other people to come in and do the work. So they had to do the work. The house had to be built only out of wood and glass, no metal. So they couldn't use nails, they couldn't use fasteners, they couldn't use concrete, they couldn't use any other materials besides wood and glass. The house had to be, they could go out and um, work to make money to uh, buy materials or to, um, but they couldn't. But they couldn't hire anybody to do work. Contractors they couldn't do it for for anything. They they could have metal for plumbing, for for uh, water pipes, and for electrical wiring, those things. But not metal in the structure. Um, and they were not allowed to sleep more than two hours in any 24-hour period. They accomplished this project in less time than six months, and the house that they built, I haven't seen it. But the way it was described to me was this awesome ten room with offices. That was that was excuse me. That's the definition of room. It's ten rooms with a big living room, a big kitchen, and an office and a meditation room. And each room overlooked some view. Every window was placed. It was artistically done. It was an incredible thing. And they did it. And what they discovered. One of the things they discovered was that. By trying to sleep for two hours at a time, they weren't they weren't getting enough sleep. So what they learned to do was to lie down for about ten minutes and just totally relax for ten minutes at a time, and then that was it. And they do that as often, you know, up to 
two hours of waking in 24 hours. So I'm just telling you this is what human beings are capable of doing. It's been done many, many times. Many people have done it. Many groups have done it. We are perfectly capable of stuff like that. So we're not going to... Like, this is not that project. This is not that project. The project is not to stay up. To stay... You know, that's not the project is to stay up. But the, but the project is to fool around with energy enough in your body to know how to use energy, how to store energy, how to um, conserve energy, how to create energy, how to call forth and invoke energy, how to um, make distinctions in energy so that you have... Um, so that you have energy that works for you, that you use an energy that doesn't work for you, you can banish. And um, while we're doing this work today, just pay attention to those things. I'd like to introduce to you as who somebody you already know, which is Bernard Poulin and Monroe, um, who is, these two people don't know maybe a lot about them, but I've gotten to know them somewhat. And they're, both of them have, um, an immense capacity to um, create within the within the context of the real world. So that's a huge uh, distinction because some of us can create are really masterful creators, but our creations have they don't function in the real world. And both uh, Anne and Bernard are, have a track record that is. Um, Immense. Bernard is running a, uh, a contracting business, and Anne is uh, doing the finances of a big corporation. And both of them are dealing in millions of dollars on a daily basis, and um, have an immense amount of capacity to create in that environment, in that domain. And um, they will be um, really the primary space holders in in the place of possibility. My purpose here will be um, just a, a facilitator for any places that where things aren't flowing. I'm, in, I'm paying attention to energy. So where things are stuck, I'm going to throw stuff in and create stuff. I'm going to offer suggestions. I'll propose things. And I'll be also doing, we will all be doing our own work. So also when Star Fuentes comes in about 4 o'clock, she's uh, committed to just creating possibility for people. She isn't going to be asking for possibility to be created for herself. She's just here to play and give. So when we're in this room, the way it functions is, is you stick up your hand and you say, I, I want some possibility created. I want, I want some possibility. And whoever is in here and who is available just says, just goes for it and create possibility. So we don't know what that will look like. You're welcome to use, there's paper there, uh, some pens, we have some papers up on the wall. We, I'm actually just thinking, you got double papers, thanks. I'm still scared that perhaps the pens will go through the wall and we don't want to do that. So just somehow be careful, we'll do a test, but anyway, don't write on the wall through the papers, so be aware of that. It's fine to turn that board around and put papers on the other side of that big board, it's okay to write on that board unless we're trying to return that. Anybody know if we're trying to return that? Oh, if it's not damaged. Okay, so writing on it would probably. Well, 
Yes. You mean right on the board? Don't write on the board, but it might go through the board. Use two pieces. Yeah, that's that's We use two pieces in chalk. It doesn't go through two pieces. We also have a chalkboard here. So use a chalkboard. Use your teams. Use whatever. It's okay if you need to. Like we'll be there's the um, board to walk on. If it's clear that whoever's asking for possibility is off center or doesn't know about centering or doesn't. Like we'll put them on the board and we'll train them in centering. If people are looking at problems like a victim, we'll stick them up against the wall and start throwing tennis balls at them. You know, if, if somebody has no idea about strategy, we'll stick them on Warcraft 2 and say, talk to me in a half hour, get to level 3 in a half hour, go. Or whatever, you know, whatever's necessary to, to train, to facilitate um, the next step for you. We are working with ourselves and we're working with um, all stages of, of um, manifestation of our destiny. We're working from the stage that, that people are already fully engaged in, in as their destiny in action. There's people in here are already fully engaged as their destiny in action. And there are people who are also at the place where they've just, for the first time recently, seen, had clarity about even what their destiny is, and have not even committed to that. Like they're still at the place where it's just like, you know, they still know about their destiny. So that's like the complete range of that. Part of this is not just about you. Like a person's destiny is always about other people. It always creates something in the world. It's always some form of service. And it always has to do with other people. That's a quality of destiny. That's just how it is. So, um, so it's, this is not about you. Like Even if you're at the place where you haven't accepted or committed to your destiny, even if you're at that place, it's still not about you. It isn't about you. It's about what you're able to create, what you're it's about your relationship to the world. I was talking with Cindy, I think, this morning on the way over here, and just about, um, I'm just talking, you know, um, about how when we regard the world as a victim, when we, when we approach the world and go, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough time, I don't, I don't have enough energy, I don't have enough skill, I don't know how, um, that, that those are all strategies. And the truth is that this, the, the, the way this universe, this universe, I'm not talking about the big universe, I'm talking about the, every creation is a universe. So the universe that we created, the universe that we're creating for ourselves is just one that's just clamped down. It's just like, we are, we are creating no possibility for ourselves. Therefore, we can't create any possibility for others. Therefore, um, that's the game we're playing. That's, that's our life. That's, like, that's how it is. It is not the truth. That situation is not the truth. And since we're, we just get identified with that identity or that universe, and we think, well, it's true. And the thing is, it's only true in that universe. It's only true in that creation. It's only true in that environment. So 
what we're learning about in camp two is being able to shift universes, how to create and destroy a universe, how to shift from one universe to another without creating either one. Um, that's, those are the kinds of things we're learning in camp two, how to shift identities, how to shift our relationship to that. So when, when we're identified with the universe that's clamped down and I don't have enough time, time, money, energy, possibility, then all you do is you just put up your hand and say, I want possibility. I want possibility. You have to be totally specific about what you want possibility about. The more specific you are, the more exact the response will be for each other. We'll be able to really respond to that. Um, we could go on talking about this for years. What I'd like to do is turn it over to Bernard and Anne and just say go. To add something, some of the two rooms. Some of kind of as we're working you together for the debate. Okay. I'd like to add some more details about the room, about what we do today. So we will have two snacks brought in here, so we don't go for that. And we will have dinner tonight. It's late. I think it's seven o'clock. So we will seven thirty. So we will walk over and have dinner as a group walk over, have dinner over there, and walk back in here as a group. We will go on for the whole night, and tomorrow morning we have to set up the room for meditation and we decide whether we take part or not. No, we're sitting tomorrow morning. We sit. We sit tomorrow morning. But we, they're having a meditation tonight. Oh, right, so I missed that one, sorry. So we sit tomorrow morning, and tonight we decide whether we sit or not. Okay. He might come in this evening, he said. He's on call tonight. And if, if, it's, if in the project implementation portion of what we're doing, if it's necessary to start making phone calls or faxes, um, we have a, we can use a phone line in Office One, and my computer, anyway, my computer sends faxes, and you get your own, you have your own calling card, or we have a calling card that you can pass, whatever. But we have, when we do this in the future, we will have a lot of more phone lines and telephone lines but, but it's just I don't think we're going to get very far with that right now, I, I could be wrong but I think that's no justification it's just that our plan was to have six phone lines, faxes, computers and this is what we have so it's different from what the vision was but we do have a phone available to us when we get to that part okay, Everything that we have learned here regarding to our project, then, or just so, in general? I, I just want to say one thing about that, okay? Okay. There is nothing that's not regarding your project. Okay. You are your project. Mm -hmm. Your project is your destiny in action. Right now, you are your project. This is it. Mm -hmm. What you're creating, we're calling it your project. Mm -hmm. So please don't think that your project is something different from you. It's not something that you start doing and stop doing. 
you are doing your project when you're sleeping, you're, you're doing your project when you're taking a shower. Bernard, man, he's a master of creating in the bathtub. I mean, he goes in there, it's like this think tank, and like he, almost half the phone calls I get from him are from the bathtub. <laughs> and he's like, I'm surprised he hasn't, you know, electrocuted himself. <laughs> Well, everyone has a special environment where you can really do it in mind. But about that later in that story. I want to start talk to you about money a little bit and the very beginning, because what I hear from people that there is kind of scarcity, I put it that way, scarcity, you know, created around money. And uh, well, the good news is to tell you that what we're going to do in here is creating all the time. And the good news is that we are all already powerful creators. Because the way we have our life, the way we run our life, in terms of health, relationship, you know, everything, and with money, that's totally, you know, our creation. We do that all the time. So we all we create what we have. And the way we do it is the way we speak it. You know, by speaking, by speaking it, we create it. So you know, you sit together with people and they speak, and you hear kind of them saying all the time, "Oh well, I don't have enough like time. I do not have enough money." By speaking that, you create that for your life. And really, that that sentence, you know, sitting there. That, that's creating it for yourself. If you are living, if you create this universe of scarcity by saying, I don't know, I don't have enough time, I do not have enough money. And, you know, just think, how often do you say, how do you often, how often do you have this sentence in mind or running? But there is one more, I, 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 I call this kind of rules, fundamentals, voraussetzungen. What's in English? Fundamentals for creation, you know, this kind of stuff is very important for laws. Laws, put it laws of creation, put it that way. And another one is, you know, by speaking up, but before we speak, we even think. So our, by, already by thinking, we create. Because what we think is what we're listening for. And that's the evidence what we get, you know, in, in, in the universe. So, it's clear that by thinking, we create what we have. So, it's very easy for us to look in terms of, now we speak about money. Uh, I want to speak about two issues, money and time, but time later on. So, look at money. So, look at what you have. Look what you got what money does for you, and you know what you have created for yourself. Well, and anyone kind of is thinking now, well, but, you know, it's not only my fault, because really the government is not paying me enough, or my boss is not paying me enough, or things like that. If anyone, anyone got thoughts like that from you? So, yeah? I'm just... I feel like when you're saying you think this way, you think this way, I'm, not, I'm having to go, no, I don't, no, I don't. Okay, so what's the problem with that? 
you're training as a tantric practitioner. There's no problem. I'm just skill. saying. I'm just saying that I was should I let it bounce off my bubble? I was practicing that, mm-hmm. but I don't want to like shut let down me, to I'd the like conversation. I'd like to explain because it's important. It's really important because Star Star's going to be in here today, and she shoots off some stuff that is just you don't want that. And so the way to do it is what's called a cancel torpedo. You said that, and I was just thinking about it. But so I don't, I'll explain it again. No, it's I'm wondering, really important. But here, I thought, is this a time for a cancel? Maybe I just need to shield myself from it. I don't think I'm going to cancel it. See, if you shield something, you're resisting it. And okay. it's not about resistance. What you could be is transparent to it. So that it just doesn't touch you. See, it's hooking something in you. So you're being hooked right now. So the possibility for, for a practitioner is to be something that can't be hooked, okay, good. to be unhookable. Good. So if that's coming at you and it's and and it's it's just like you don't want it, it just it just goes right through. There's, and it leaves no residue. Is that the same as a cancel? No. Okay. No. A cancel torpedo is actually one of these that you send out. Sorry. <laughs> that you send out and it energetically does that to the, the statement. Okay, so there's two strategies, the cancel torpedo and the transparent. Right. That's so transparency will now, which is hearing stuff that you don't to You have to learn to make figure out when to yeah. use what. Okay. I recommend you have an infinite supply of cancel torpedoes. So you know, it's like this lady on here, you know, <laughs> you just like, go for it. <laughs> and if you run out of ammunition, what do you do? You press reset, start the game over, and they're filled again. Just go. So it's like, no problem. So you just go for it with cancel torpedoes until you learn to make the distinction. And usually the, um, usually the transparent thing has to do more with one-on-one relationships. When a person is saying something like your mate, saying something, that's the stuff that you want to be able to let go through and not be hooked by it. But the other stuff, like Star will say stuff like, you know, um, you know um, you're going to lose your job. Um, if, if you just get, huh? Yeah, right. You just, and it, you just send it out. Gone, could you feel it go? So, Paul, you're going to lose your job. Did you do it? Yeah, I saw it. Where was it? Is it over here? Yeah, yeah. that's where it, good. <laughs> that's 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 good. good. No, no, that's bullshit. Isn't clarity? See, a cancel torpedo. She saw it disappear out of the universe. It takes it out of the universe. Okay, so I had something like yesterday that Star said to me, and I want to cancel it. Go ahead. See what's cool about cancel torpedoes? You should cancel tomato. We're a little messy over there. We're gonna pasta for dinner. Yes, they, they work through space and time. So it doesn't matter how far away that thing is in space or time. Like if it's years from the past, years in the future, you can still blow it. You can still, and, and it will it will disintegrate all the lines. See, when, when Star says something, like you're going to lose your job, she says that, that creates a possible future. It creates, really, a, a possible future. If you read the book Dune by Frank Herbert, you'll understand what a possible future is. It's, one, it's why it's on the, on the reading list. Um, 
but you can, if you destroy the source of the possible future, all the strings go away too. All the, po all the connections and complex networks and everything that's intertwined with it is totally gone. It takes that long, that long to destroy the core, and then everything else is ripple effect. Okay, I was going to ask you to be quiet because I was going to concentrate on this. You don't. You can, do it. you can do it in Disneyland on the on the uh, roller coaster ride. You, you handle it. You got it. Good. So I have a question about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just wanted. I just wanted to have. I wanted to have experience of my bubble being broken. Oh, <laughs> who, who wants to break your bubble? Lisa, go. Here's what you do. You just take a little ball of energy. Your bubble up. Um. Is your bubble up? No, my bubble's not. Well, tell me when your bubble's up. I'm ready. Okay. You bubble up? Yeah. Great. Is your bubble still up? Yeah. <laughs> you just put it back up right away. Did I? Yes. I'm, I'm really like just barely like getting familiar with this. Good. So that's what that's all you have to do is. Did she put it back up? Yeah. Did it, or did it just uh, did it just? No. It? it was like no. It was like. Man. That's all the time it takes. So that's the same thing as being killed and not dying. So the torpedo kills you, saying? really. And if you go like that, just like one of those video game things, like that, that's all the time it takes to be killed and not die. There's movies This is a movie. Go ahead. Are you saying that that you don't recommend the practice of? Using the bubble to shield things off. You just let the bubble crash, and then is that like recommended as opposed to? The bubble will get destroyed occasionally by things like that. I don't recommend letting the bubble get crashed. I don't recommend using the bubble for shielding because that's a wall. I recommend you use the bubble for making distinction versus a barrier. So it's a discerning bubble. It's a, a distinction bubble. Like you're protected because this is my space and that's not my space. So that's a distinction. So this is my energy. That's not my energy. It makes a distinction. It's not a barrier or a wall. It's a. Do you understand the difference? It's a declared distinction barrier. What should we have done with our bubble building? <coughs> bull bathing. Like, because they were saying, take the energy and let it go through the open to everything. And I was huh? sitting there thinking, like, well, how, what does this have to do with my bubble? Uh -huh. um, I think we're thinking too much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your bubble, yeah. Like in that environment, it's like stuff is moving so fast and so big. You can still have your bubble. You pull it in this far, or, or like include everybody inside your bubble. You know, because it's not like that. It isn't even people. Then it's archetypal right. energies, and just like make it not a barrier. Make it not a wall. Make it not a wall. Make it a, a boundary. It's not a wall. It's a boundary, so things can go through. Steve, I have a question about the torpedo things. What's the distinction between something that you just want to like, blow out of the sky and something that, um, like, if you, like with, with, with myself and with Joshua, something yesterday that hooked us in? And my question is, is it valuable to be with it in terms of, like, you know, like inquiry? Why am I hooked by this? You're hooked because you have other people's energy in your space. So you guys could have stars energy in your space too. It's not. It's not just stuff, but okay. So yeah, well, if you're hooked, hooking is having somebody else's energy in your space. That's different from having somebody say something that creates a possible future. Okay. 
or, or for me, it was more like things that were said to me that, that like, kind of revealed a part of my unconscious. Well, then you be with it. Okay. That's very valuable. Right. That's gold. That's super valuable. But, that, but I want to shoot it. <laughs> I was flushing the bubble yesterday in that whole baiting thing because I didn't have time to blow ropes. So I was like, it was down the cord and I was like sucking in gold. And well, great. Well, that was it. It's going through you. Yeah. Okay. So, Star's going to be in here. She's going to be throwing out stuff, blow it out of the water. The other thing is, like, I've got kids. Sometimes when you go around with kids who don't know this stuff yet. Um, you're responsible for doing that for your kids. So people come up with, oh, you're so cute. Oh, I like this one better than this one. Or like, you know, she's too tall or whatever this shit is. You're just like, just blowing the shit out of the water. It doesn't even get to the kids and the kids are just, you know. Because if you don't do that for the kids, they get lobbed over with all this unconscious slime shit. And they feel it. It like eats them. So like if you got kids... You know, you're responsible for that. You can also do that with other adults, but it's rescuing. So, but on the other hand, you can use it to invoke and create and destroy things that you want to, you know, in accordance with what you're creating. So just pay attention to all that. Do you put a bubble over your kid? Like, are you in the same bubble with them? Or you put their independent bubble? Independent bubble. Yeah. You what, is that holding space for them? Yeah. But it's the technology of holding space for them. It's not just all the movement. No, no, no. I'm talking about when you talk about holding the space of the room. Uh -huh. It's almost like they attention. Yeah, you go home for them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and then it, until they're 18 years old, you know, really you've got a bubble around them. It's part of your split attention. Like, I've got a bubble around my family now, you know, in Arizona. And there, for years I didn't do that. And, you know, we would get these weird crank phone calls, you know, from sick, like, you know, all this shit would come in the phones from when I was out of the, out of town. And it was like my attention was not on my family. And so they were unprotected. And these creature entities, vampire things would come in. So I, learned, I like, woke up about that when it was, you know, I just woke up about it and said, oh, you know, I haven't been doing that. So now I do that. And no more prank phone calls. I was having a different kind of resistance. Sorry? I was having a different kind of resistance yeah, to what go. you were saying. Go. What the resistance I was having was, oh no, this is some really cool thing and I, I may not be able to do it. You may not be able to do it. Yeah, that's my What if I can't do what's true? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Not all what we just spoke about, the bubbles and all that applies to the money game too, because it's the same thing. And by, you know, by thinking that stuff, kind of by creating it, we live it. And the way we look at it, we just look at it if it's, as if it's true. Because in our universe where we are in, we look at it and say, well, there's no other possibility. And I, you know, I'm in there and, and kind of this stuff is happening. And what I mean to say is by when we start thinking that, that we haven't taken on the responsibility, the whole, for our lives. Yeah? Would you explain why we will not be able to do what you're saying? Yeah, I'm going to. Because, you know, by thinking, we were speaking about thinking, and you even spoke it out. 
So Clint was saying before we star, you have the energy and you create a possible future. You just created a possible future for you, just by saying this sen sentence. So, like the universe is providing us with, with the gift, you know, anything, everything is available, and it's available for all of us. And by kind of saying, I'm not uh, able to do it, universe is saying, not, no. So you kind of create a possible future of it not happening. Go. Can you explain Joshua why he's not able to do what it is you're talking about? Why he's not able to do? <laughs> <laughs> what? Isn't it to be? <laughs> is, it, is it your psychology that keeps you? <laughs> because, you know, the do and the psychology fitting together, you know, it's not about that. It's not about doing, kind of. It's not like you know, if you go out and do that and that and that and that, then it happens. It's a total shift into being. Like, for me, it happened. So what's the block? So the block, what's a block? What's your block? I don't know. Well, so I mean, the block is different. Like, yeah. For you, it happened now. Yeah, just to share what happened for me. Kind of when we did, Clint and I and two other people from Camp Germany, we've been on the way, Katrine was one of them. We drove up from Frankfurt to Hanover, I think. And on that, it's about a four-hour drive, three-hour drive, we discovered the hidden purpose. We did the hidden purpose process for the first time. No, I was, I was the last guy because I was driving. Uh, Mona. Mona, Katrine, Clint and I in the car, and I was driving, and that was so interesting, you know, and I was driving all the time. So I was the last guy in there, and for the first time in my life, I got my hidden purpose. And I got that I do, here we have, do, do a lot of things to serve my hidden purpose in terms of being a hero. So all my setup with my companies, my doing stuff, was all a setup for me to live my hidden purpose, being a hero. And to tell everyone and show everyone, you know, I can do it, I'm a great guy, I'm a hero. So I got that, and it really... So we did an event this weekend, and then we drove back to my place, Clint and I. So we worked on that, and uh, somehow we were talking only about this, you know, hidden purpose. And it really got me on the way back that... I, by doing that stuff, I'm really creating disaster. I'm really creating no time, trouble with banks, financing my projects, you know, not having enough money, cash flow, or whatsoever, was all created because I was in the universe of doing. And so the shift was kind of, I got off it. I didn't do anymore. And it's not about doing being, you know, to get the different. It's not kind of like, all right, we get it, it's doing and being, so now we do being. That doesn't work. So I think really if we have, as you were saying this morning, our hidden purpose at the tip of our tongue yes. all the time, I think by then there we create the possibility for ourselves in, in, in being. Because it depends really what kind of hidden purpose everyone has. But definitely 
I, I, I assume it has something to do with money as well. At least in my case, definitely it was. missing because you know one ingredient of the dough I haven't spoken about is his commitment and I think really that kind of you know going out of the head and going in the body you know for me it's commitment and I think the commitment for me was a way of leaving the universe of doing versus the universe of of being that's commit you know being committed in the project or whatever it is and and, and go for it and no matter what, and that leads automatically, in my opinion, the way I see it, into the universe of being. And so, you know, anyway. Yes. Today, tomorrow, tonight, you're going to stand there, and you're going to be, you're going to watch somebody shift from doing being, and you're going to, you're going to watch that happen, and then they're going to all of a sudden be able to create and others. It's going to happen. And you're going to be standing there going, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. And that's part of this experience. It's not a comfortable part of this experience. Because all the whole machine is like, stupid. I'll never get it. Poor <laughs> <laughs> me. here kind of creating pop and creating camp too in terms of that we want to do more in terms of do this do this do this and do this it's really creating the possibility of having the shift away from out of the universe of doing into the universe of being and this is entirely different you know I, I'm doing kind of a lot of projects at the same time and once you're off the 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 universe of doing, you have more time. I don't know how it works. I really can't explain <laughs> it with my head. But I only tell you it works. So all of a sudden there is more time available. And you can you can be more at the same time. Versus when you do stuff at times, you're kind of limited to it. You know, that comes with it as well. I would really like to hear about your shift from one to the other, like really hear the story, you know, whether it's now or at some point, to give us the reference point for the for for having, that you've been there, because because for me it helps a lot when I get that you actually were in scarcity, you really were there, and you really were, you know, and then there was a shift. That's very helpful for me. Okay. So. We will probably talk more about that, but, you know, I better like to have you, as Clint was saying, make this experience yourself, because I can just talk about it. Can you tell yeah. a story about the project you just completed in December? Hmm. Which one? The, the one uh, that was in 
possible for you? Oh, right. You mean with this guy talking to him yeah. on the phone? All right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm in, in the building business, and uh, so this guy came up to me and said, "Well, you know, we have to do the impossible, and we start a project on the first of October, and it's a 1.2 million project with 10, uh, you know, units in it." And uh, we want to move in the 1st of March. So I said, all right. So we made the contract and worked it all out. They have to build it, you know, renovate it. It's an old, you know, kind of castle there. And it's a whole renovation. R really. And you usually need, you usually need for doing this, you need about 10 to 12 months. So the only time we had was October, November, December, January, February, five months during winter time. All right, so I did create the whole thing and started it, and it started off very good. And I was talking on the phone to a guy to do the plastering on the outside. And I wanted him to, you know, do the job, and I wanted to, because we are doing it as a very commercial thing, set up with television and newspaper and, you know, adding, that they you know, do it a little bit cheaper than normal, but, you know, faster, twice as fast and cheaper. So I called this guy on the phone and I spoke to him and he said to me, that's not impossible. That's not possible. It's impossible to do that project, in, you know, the plaster project in that time. And I said, listen, you know, I'm the guy, I'm a stand for making... Said, I, know. I said, I know. I know it's impossible. I know it's impossible, so... We talk about that later, right, what, what I do with that, you know, if I say, I know, you're right, but I'm the guy, and I'm, st I'm a stand for, you know, creating the impossible, and if you want to be part of it, so, you know, you're welcome to join, so he said, well, okay, okay, so I met him on the building side, and we finished it, we finished the whole thing, and he really looked at me, and he said, Meeting you now, I get that you really create the impossible. And this is, that's it, that's a story. So like coming up, say that's impossible, and then you make it possible. Can I just kind of highlight the three? Yeah, if you want to highlight this thing, Just that um, the guy said that's impossible. And the first thing, and this is an incredible technique, is that Bernard agreed. He agreed. So this is a law, it's a principle, it's a valuable tool to use when you're confronted by the machine. When another person's automatic mechanism responds to you, to what you're creating. So if you're going out creating, you always have this response. People will go, no, or they will go, you can't do that, or I can't do that, or... You know, they will tell you, if you say, could you do this? They'll say, I can't do that. Or you say, they'll say, it's impossible. Nobody can do this. And the first thing that you do is you agree. You go, you're right, you know? You're right. That's true. That's really how it is. Because then what you've done is you've gone in their universe. But not entirely. You still have 
most of you in another universe. So you go into their universe and you agree, and say, you're right, it's true what you said. And, and you don't say, in your tiny little restricted, like, self-beating universe, yeah, that's true, asshole, you don't say that. You say, because that's all they see. You say, yes, that's true. And then they go, then they meet with no resistance. They are met with no resistance. They're met with acceptance. So, so this works with kids, this works with your mother, this works with the police, this works everywhere. So, so you agree, you go, yes, it's totally, that's, that's true. It's really completely true. And then you create a possibility, you create a little possibility. So you're in contact with them at that point. When you agree, you're in agreement. Star may speak about this tonight too, but, but when you agree, you are, you have created agreement. When you are in agreement, then you're in contact. So when you're in contact, then, um, there, you know, you're, you know where their attention is. So you know where your attention is, you know where their attention is. Then what you can do is you can shift because they're in contact with you and, and, and their attention is, you're in agreement, you're like you're in the same place. Then if you move, they move with you. So if you create, a po if you create possibility in that universe then, then you're in a different universe and they're with you. It's like you shift into a new universe. So you agree, you say, yes, you're right. And you know what? And the way Bernard did it is Bernard said, but you know what? I'm a magician. I am a magician. So he's like shifting his identity. He's creating a possibility. The guy's going, huh? You're a magician. Yeah, I'm a magician. Yeah. I, I, I am the kind of guy who creates the impossible. I, that's just my standard normal mode of operation. And it is a blast. I go into situations that are impossible, and I make the impossible happen. And it is totally cool. I mean, it blows people away, but like I've done it hundreds of times, and I just like, that's what I do. That's the game we're playing here. We're playing the game of making the impossible possible. We're just doing impossible things here. Are you interested? Would you like to play? I mean, you might be able to learn how to do this yourself if you play with me and do this. Are you interested? So you're still not, it's not manipulation. You know what I mean? It's not you're doing it by force. It's by invitation. You're creating it like you're painting the picture of a new possibility for somebody. You're holding the door wide open. You're over there. You're in contact. It's safe for them to come there. All they have to do is say yes. So they say yes, and they're there. They're automatically out of their old. The whole universe that they were in before doesn't even exist for them anymore. They're in a totally new universe where they're standing in front of a magician who has, or a sorceress who has the capacity to create something out of nothing and to make the impossible possible, to do the impossible. And then, then from there, what's next? Yes, agree. It's like a working Yeah, and from there in the new universe, it's obvious how to do it. it the, then it was details. It was simply details. It was timing. It was coordination. It was communication. It was um, and just bringing in whatever was necessary to make it possible, being whatever you have to do to make it happen. Yeah. Kirsten spoke about that last time, too, about the songs, about the band gig. Uh, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. I mean, like... Um, we, we moved to Little Rock like three weeks ago, 
and the first night we came here, um, my, yeah, the, like the first day I came here, it happened that I went down um, to the basement in Terry's house and I saw that there's this big studio of um, that Matt and Michael have at the drum set and everything. And I started playing with them. We had a little session and then I came up and said, oh, that would 